Ayurveda and Psychology podcast. I am Charlotte Skogsberg, your host for this podcast. I am enchanted to meet and to take you with me on this journey into the human psyche viewed from the holistic approach of yoga and Ayurveda and viewed from the modern man approach of clinical psychology and psychoanalysis. So have something nice to drink next to you, maybe a cup of tea, have a seat, or go out for a nice walk in nature, maybe. Enjoy. In this episode that focuses on psychology, I want to talk to you about stress in the continuing of this series on stress. I want to speak to you about it from the psychological viewpoint. We started out last week speaking about it from the Ayurvedic viewpoint to an extent, but on a more introduction kind of level. And even though I'm sure that most of you listening to this will agree with the fact that, yes, stress is approached usually from the psychological viewpoint, I still want to approach it a little bit differently. And hopefully, that's why I'm doing it as well, for you giving it another perspective. All right, so when it comes to stress, it is a factor coming from the external world that puts us in a heightened state of our nervous system. We're experiencing tension somehow inside of us. And that tension is or can be both physical, mental and emotional. In the external event, whatever comes at us, there is a variable of uncontrollability which creates this tension inside of us. To make it very simple, it is basically when we have a feeling that we are not controlling the outcome. So to take a very common situation, it's maybe a work situation or a test in school or someone that we know that is upset with us, let's say, for instance. So there, there's three situations there that I just presented that are f fairly common. And what happens is that we are experiencing a heightened state because we feel danger coming at us because we cannot control what is going on. That puts us in a state of stress. Very often what this means is that we have a feeling of uncertainty. We might even feel stressed in a more chronic way, which is where it really becomes an issue, because we are not 100% certain of what really it is that creates the stress state inside of us, that tension. And this is, of course, one of the reasons, like I mentioned last week, that it is never very helpful when someone else tells us or asks us, what are you so stressed about? If we're lucky, we know what we're stressed about. And in that case, we might even be able to deal with it straight away. And then the stressor is controlled. The risk management has been dealt with, let's say. 
and we can go back to normal. But very often that is not the case. And this is where I want to come at it from a different perspective on the psychological level. Because really what is going on when we're experiencing stress is that our nervous system is alerting to us danger, which means that we are heightened in our focus because we are preparing ourselves for either fight, flight or freeze. So to escape a situation, we don't want to be in that situation, we want to get out of it somehow. And we're evaluating, this is kind of like the risk management part of it, we're evaluating whether it's better for us to fight it or if that's not going to work and so we need to run away instead. And I would even say that, especially when it comes to this typical chronic stress that we would call it, of just like everyday life events, we're even stuck in that very first part of the reaction, which is the freeze mode. Now, the freeze mode is one that we easily see in animals, actually, when they react to a sudden event by freezing. They stop And it can either be actually this like, if I only hold very, very still, either I won't be seen or even taken for dead and the danger will pass by itself. I don't have to take action. And then when they realize, let's say, that they have been seen anyway, they either go to attack or they run away. And we do this as well, of course. And I would say that that stress kind of everyday is probably being stuck very often in the freeze mode very much due to this element of uncertainty because we don't know what the outcome is yet. And taking it even further, often when we're in just being stressed and it's continuing, we don't even know what it really is. We don't know where to put the blame on let's say. We don't know what it is really that's making us stressed. So if you would look at it from the opposite side, something that we cannot control that is is putting us into this state, how can we therefore change all these detrimental effects that stress has on us? Well, it would be in that case by creating a certainty, by creating something very familiar by creating something very stable. I would say that this is your best chance at finding health again, finding joy again, finding good digestion, good sleep. Because let's face it, one of the most frustrating things we can imagine when we have a very stressful life is the advice to reduce the stress factors (laughs) because well often we're in a situation where it is not really our choice and this what makes it even more stressful of course where we're locked in a lifestyle maybe or in a job or something that makes us experience the external factors that gives us the stress inside it's a little bit as if someone would tell you that In order to reduce your stress hormones in the blood, you need to go away on holiday somewhere warm and sunny. And that kind of sounds like a luxurious option 
which is not necessarily an option for a lot of people, which will probably create even more stress because then what do we do? We turn around and we look at our life and we start to evaluate where we went wrong. <laughs> and so to be helpful instead, to actually do some good to ourselves, instead of looking at it that way, I want to suggest to you to create the opposite experience inside of you. I want to take the opportunity to mention my online program for you. It's a program dedicated to healing all kinds of typical illnesses that we find in modern days, from chronic fatigue, anxiety, digestive issues, weight gain, weight loss, insomnia, and everything in between. Now, I've put this together in a way that we assure success through three individual consultations with me, eight group sessions with a whole group, and educational material for you to digest whenever you can and want to. We work on healing whatever you want to heal, take care of whatever needs seem to be unmet in your organism, or even without trying to heal something specific, finding the perfect routine that works for you. If you are seeking to find more balance in your life, if you keep yo-yoing in how you're feeling physically, mentally, or emotionally, and never being able to really see how that stabilizes, then this program is for you. Get in touch with me, either through my website, yogisha.com, or send me directly an email, charlotte at yogisha.com and we'll jump on a call to talk about it more. Thank you for listening. Back to the episode. Taking the attention a little bit away from the external factors that create this and that, and instead looking at what is happening inside of us when we're experiencing stress, and then go from, well, both the Ayurvedic and psychology perspective, how can I soothe that? How can I balance that out? How can I bring the opposite in? And by doing that, we need to first of all, of course, make the difference or state it the difference between what a stressed state of being is and what it is not. And since we've established that a state of being that is stressed is uncertainty, it is threatening, it is danger that creates fear inside, preparing ourselves to get away from a situation or to fight it, creating a war inside. How can I then look at what the opposite of that would be in order to heal that? Well, if there's one thing that our system really thrives on, and this is even though you might feel like routine is boring, it is truly familiarity. When we have a really familiar surrounding, we relax because we control what is going on around us. Therefore, we really need to understand 
what creates that relaxed, familiar state. And naturally, the things that we can control are the things that we know exactly what they look like, how they feel like, how we do them, that we master them, and that we know when they occur, and that they always reoccur in a pattern. There's a reason that the whole universe is constructed by patterns. Really, if you would look at it, there's patterns in everything. Nothing is really a hazard. And so it works with your neurons, and so it works with your brain, and therefore with all the systems inside of your being. When there are patterns, your brain makes sense to what is going on, to the information, and relaxes down because it can evaluate the situation and it knows the outcome. This means that most of you, I hope, listening to this who might have listened to other episodes of mine before are starting already to see where I'm heading. Routine, regularity, logic. How do we help babies to sleep? full nights. How do we help babies to, well, feel safe with us? Through routine. When they recognize something, they feel safe with it. Tell you what, it never changes. You are always going to feel safer in an environment that you know. So I'm going to continue on this. And there's several aspects of it to understand. Okay. First of all, okay, this means that you need to look at every single action that you take, every single routine that you have, the different activities in your day, in your life, and make them safe by creating a ritual around them that you repeat so that it becomes a routine that you do and that it becomes a habit and then it becomes a part of your pattern. That is one aspect. This is like the, so what do we do now? However, and this is crucial, and that comes even before that whole kind of what do we do now? What you need to understand is that we are not starting this work. We're not coming from a place of equality when we do this. Because depending on your degree of heightened state, this will be easier said than done. The same way that what triggers you might not be the same thing that triggers someone else. What you become scared of might not be the same thing that someone else gets scared of. Hence, the complete useless comment, what are you so stressed about? Because it's not an objective reality that we're facing. None of us. Every single person comes with baggage. Every single person has this backpack with them wherein lays all their ideas about who they are, what other people are, how they position themselves in the measurement that they 
constantly are experiencing, where on the scale basically they are and where everyone else is. So someone who feels extremely safe in themselves, who come with a backpack full of worth and safety and fuzziness and rainbows and lollipops, will more easily, number one, feel safe in general, which means that it will be easier to create new patterns of behavior, new routines, because, well, basically... Wherever they go, they will always kind of feel a familiarity. They will always feel a kind of home. And so therefore, the new routines that they might want to implement in order to create less stress in their lives can quite quickly fit in with anything else and then smoothly become new patterns of behavior for them. Whereas someone who have been very irregular in how they feel safe in the world due to, well, basically where they are, but also who is, you know, just opposite to them, who they're sharing the experience with. They are going to come from a much choppier sea and they are going to have to, you know, set the sails even if the waters aren't fully calm and glassy. Therefore, for these people, as they begin to read, they probably even had a more heightened state of being um, sensitive to external factors of stress, which means that they might get stressed more easily from certain things, but more so they have memories, maybe not conscious memories, but laying in their body, somewhere in their unconscious as well, of stressful situations that are always there, so in this like hyper-vigilant state, just to make sure, you know, that they're not going to end up in pain somehow. Let's say that they're much more often in the freeze state, risk management, evaluating the situation disconnecting from feeling things and much more in tune with all the thoughts going on in their brain. So there's more layers into accessing a state where it's easier to implement new, more familiar habits to these people's lives, which means that it might take them longer, which means that they might need to access this from different viewpoints. This is where it can be really beautiful to look at Ayurveda and how to change situations in our lives from the Ayurvedic perspective because sometimes they're just so hands-on, the principles, that we're not even starting with the level of the mind. But it might be to start with, you know, the kind of foods you're eating. And so finding a much more soothing kind of feeling inside of the body because we're eating warmer foods, more hearty foods. And that might help these people that are so irregular in how they react to stressors so that already they will feel a little bit more grounded and then they can begin to work as opposed to those who are super worthy in their feeling about themselves and feeling really safe who can just, you know, step into it more easily. 
Because what you have to remember is that you are the sum of all your past experiences. And more so, you need to realize that your whole being, body, mind and soul, is set up for survival. And this survival, in order to ensure that, needs to remember everything that you've been through so that it can recognize, once again, become familiar with certain things, recognize experiences from the past or just recognize the situations that are similar to things that you've been through before. This is why, of course, someone who has been um, through a war zone that hasn't been there for a long time will still be stressed by honking in traffic maybe or, you know, fireworks because deep down there is a memory of that. Now, that might express itself in a way that's very covert, let's say. It might not be so obvious that just that you, you know, jump to the sounds or you run and hide when you hear the fireworks. Because your conscious mind has integrated the fact that the fireworks aren't actually guns. But it will heighten the state of vigilance, which means that maybe your sleep will be lighter and then you'll feel less rested the next day. And then that will have an impact on how your mood will be. And if that brings your mood into a moodiness, you might be inclined to either fight with everyone around you or soothe yourself with drugs or just have an extra glass of wine to feel more at ease in the evening. Or it might also, which is very common, increase your resistance to insulin. So feeling the need to eat more and more sugar so much that the body doesn't know what to do with the extra insulin and then begin to create different kinds of diseases that are linked to too much sugar in your organism, like type 2 by diabetes, for instance, or even just overweight. So there are so many layers to how your body will react in a situation that triggers the stress element inside of you, meaning feeling more threatened, feeling a heightened state of vigilance because of not feeling safe in a familiar environment. That the only way really is to begin with acknowledging what you need in order to feel calm. You need calm, quiet surroundings. You need your natural habitat, so just more of anything that belongs to nature close to you, which means plants, maybe. Maybe just plants inside. Maybe animals, maybe a pet. You need the sunshine because that's actually what you are. You're a diurnal animal. So that means that you need to be connected to the hours of the day where the sun is at the highest and then be out and receive that. You need to recreate the most safe internal environment possible in order to be able to address 
your levels of stress existing in your system. And of course, if you have that luxury that you could even invest time in going to see someone that you talk to who will be able to kind of like soundboard back to you your own discourse, making your words clearer to you and starting to understand who you are and see the patterns that you have created, that you created in order to stay safe for you, then of course that is worth gold in order to reduce your stress levels. But if you don't have that possibility, that luxury, it could just start with two very simple ways of dealing with that on your own. Number one, sitting down for 15 to 20 minutes a day where you close off all your sense organs and turn the attention inwardly in order to begin to listen to that inner voice actually that's telling the narrative, the story of your life. So meditation. <laughs> and then writing down the thoughts in your head through journaling so that you begin to see yourself. Wow, I keep focusing on this and that all the time. This is something I need to deal with because naturally, if I don't write it down, it will still be inside of me and I'm not addressing it. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this podcast and this episode. I am very grateful. If you enjoyed this and you think that other people could enjoy this, please help me to spread the word. Share this episode on any channel that you have of social media or messaging. And even more so, I would really appreciate if you know one other person who might benefit from my words today specifically. Take that one minute it takes to simply share this episode with one person. Remember that there's a human being on the other side of your phone, of your earpods, of this microphone. And I would love to hear your thoughts on what I've been talking about. So please leave a comment. Send me a message directly if you wish. This is Charlotte. This is me. See you next time. Namaste.